And now, Audio Theater Central. Hello, welcome to Audio Theater Central. This is the show that explores family friendly audio drama through news, reviews, and interviews. I'm your host, JD Sutter. And this is episode 175. The first of a new year. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. I know that 2022 was challenging for a lot of people, uh, myself included, so here's hoping that this year is a better one for you. Well, in this episode, I've got three mini-reviews coming up. We're going to talk about The Little Red Hen from the Academy of Arts. We're going to talk about the debut episode from a new series, A Friend from Woodgrove, and Sherlock Holmes, The Speckled Band from LRT Media. We've got some feedback coming up from Grayson, Samuel, Michael, and Jacob, and a bunch of audio drama updates coming up very soon. But first, I wanted to take a look at some highlights from the past year of 2022. Testing. One, two, three. Testing. That was just me talking. I do that a lot. Where's my speech? How long are you going to bore us with this? That's what I want to talk about. Well, looking back over the past year, there were some really cool things that happened in 2022, and I wanted to start off with just a few little stats about ATC specifically. So in 2022, this show was heard in 85 countries. The top five countries were the United States as number one, and then Going down, it was Canada, Germany, France, and Australia. So that was really interesting to me that the UK didn't make the top five. As as an English-speaking country, we have Germany and France ahead of it. So that was interesting. But we released 15 episodes, totaling 20 hours, 41 minutes, and 58 seconds of content, and that is just the public episodes. Then there were 23 additional pieces of audio content for ATC Backstage that were released. Some of those were longer episodes. Others were just uh, bonus content. But a lot of content was created in 2022. And overall, I think it was a really great year for ATC and for the industry overall. So let's take a look at some of the things that happened After a break from regular seasons, The Brinkman Adventures returned with Season 9, Straight On Till Dawn. In 2021, they did not have a regular season release. They did the special miniseries, William Bradford and the American Pilgrims. So they returned in 2022 with the standard six-episode season. And another wonderful, wonderful release from them. Six brand new stories with some really great, great content there. Also, the Witnesses series burst back on the scene with a total of five new episodes last year, the first ones since 2019. The first four episodes of the miniseries The Lamb were released, and right at the end of the year, the Christmas episode A Promise Kept. So total, again, of five episodes from Witnesses. And I should say, I'm not going to hit every single release that happened last year, but kind of just kind of hit some of the highlights and some of the ones that were really anticipated by the community and and really looked forward to. And that would bring us to Shadows and Daylight. They finally finished up season one with 
the release of episodes 11 and 12 of that show. A really nice conclusion to that first season. So that was uh, one that was a long time coming, and I know that a lot of people were really looking forward to finding out how that all wrapped up. So that was another highlight from 2022. Also, The Watch officially released their two-part pilot episode. This was, I think, um, almost an hour and a half long, total runtime uh, between the two, and it was a great start to this show. I know that it is currently on pause right now. I'm really hoping that they're going to get back to that show because there is fantastic potential in that series, and... Uh, you know, I, it's been something that I've been looking for for years is content that is directed towards an older audience. So as you probably know, much of the audio drama content in the family-friendly space is aimed at children. And so it was really great to have a show that was not. And it was just a great, well-told story with some very interesting characters. So Hoping that they get back to that in the coming year, but The Watch did release their pilot episode last year. Also, Lamplighter Theater had two releases, King Jack and Crown of Success. Wise King Media released The Advent of Volume 5 and two new Jonathan Park series. And LRT Media, Legacy Radio Theater, dropped the debut episode of Chapel and Squeak. This one was really looked forward to by me personally, Craig Hart over there had told me about it that, it, that it was in the works quite some time ago, and so I was really excited about it. I loved the premise of it and was thrilled with the first episode that dropped last year. Thought it was fantastic. Looking forward to hearing more from that show. And last, but certainly not least, I know that is a cliche, but it is definitely true in this case. I think this was probably the most anticipated release of 2022, and that is Adventures in Odyssey released album 73, 28 hours. There had been a ton of buzz about this leading up to the release. I know that everybody in the AIO fan community was on the edge of our collective seats waiting for this album to come out. And I think it's safe to say that for the vast majority of people, this one did not disappoint. It was a fantastic album. Just loved it. Extremely well done by the entire crew and cast. Um, I think this is going to be in the uh, top favorites for, for a lot of people. It's not nearly as long as many of the other arcs in the show's past, but man, with it all dropping it right at one time, um, it was just really great. And it came out in the same year that AIO celebrated their 35th birthday, which was a huge, huge milestone. One of the longest running audio dramas in history, if my research is correct, AIO is the third longest running show ever. And so it's a huge, huge accomplishment. And uh, just want to give huge props to that whole team um, and congratulations on hitting that milestone. What, what an amazing year for AIO and for this whole industry. A lot of great content came out. And again, I didn't even hit everything. 
There was a lot of other great content that was released in 2022 that I just didn't have time to go through, but it was a really, really good year for family-friendly audio drama. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. And in other news tonight... A brief look at the headlines now. They want exciting, fast-paced news that's relevant and entertaining. Like this! Well, I unfortunately have to start off this update segment with some sad news, and that is that British actor Stephen Greif passed away on December 23rd, 2022. He was in a ton of really, really great high-quality audio drama from Lamplighter Theater and The Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Hinty, Focus on the Family Radio Theater. For instance, he played the Black Knight in Sir Knight of the Splendid Way and the Grand Inquisitor in Under Drake's Flag. He had a very sinister-sounding, deep voice. So he often was cast as the villain or a bad guy, but he just had an amazing, amazing voice. He also played Pickwick in The Hiding Place, Cags in Oliver Twist. He was also in The Dragon and the Raven, The Trials of St. Patrick, Father Gilbert, The Luke Reports, and and several others, but just an amazing talent. And it is, uh, it is so sad that we have lost another wonderful talent from this industry. Well, the official Adventures and Odyssey podcast has announced that the future of the character of Eugene Meltzner has been decided. This was in a recent episode, which was a Q&A with the writers and directors. And those episodes are being recorded this month, January 2023, and will be released in the club this summer. And that will be in album 75. So I know that is a... That is something that's kind of been hanging over the heads of us as the fan community, just wondering what is going to happen. And I know that the team has put a lot of thought into this, and they didn't make this decision lightly, whatever it is. And we will be finding that out this year. So that is something to maybe look forward to and dread at the same time, because you don't really know what's going to happen Hopefully it will be a satisfactory resolution, but we don't know. We will not know until this summer in the club, and then, of course, a little bit later than that for the public release. Well, I wanted to focus for just a couple of minutes on old-time radio. Now, these are not brand new updates, but these are just a few things that recently I was made aware of, and I believe... Austin Peachy may have been uh, responsible for sending me a link to one of these, but I know that uh, many in the ATC community are fans of old-time radio, and others are trying to figure out how to dip their toe into the water. And so I have several options here that I think are really great ones. And the first is a streaming radio station, an internet radio station, which is a mix of genres of old-time radio shows, and it's called Classic Drama Radio, and it's based out of the UK, but it just has a schedule of streaming episodes, one right after the other. There's there's not like an announcer or anything, it's just a station that has a continuous stream of episodes, and again, it's a mix of genres, so you get your westerns and comedies and all of that kind of stuff all mixed together, so... If you want to just dive into checking out old-time radio, this might be an option for you. 
and um, you know, just have it playing, and, and hopefully there'll be an episode that comes across that you will enjoy. And then another option is another website, which is oldtime.radio. And this one is similar. It offers a streaming station, but it has multiple ones and it is divided into genres. So, for example, when you open up the site, you will see that there are multiple genres and it and it just says select a channel. And there's a an action channel, a crime channel, suspense, western, comedy, drama. And so you just click this channel button and it will begin to play episodes only in that genre. So this is another way to just dive into old time radio and see what is available and what's out there. Now, the third option is for those of you who want to own episodes. Now, in the past, we have mentioned and even recommended a company called Radio Spirits. They are still around and still in business and still offering old-time radio shows for purchase. They have collections in all different genres. And if you want to check them out, that's fine too. But I found another resource not too long ago, maybe a year or so ago, and it is called radioarchives.com. And don't forget that S, radioarchives.com. And what they do is they restore and remaster the audio of these old-time radio shows from the original discs. So they don't have as large of a library because they go out and they find these discs, purchase these transcription discs, and digitize these old shows. And the audio quality is stellar. It is fantastic. I have done some back-to-back comparisons of shows, and it is just amazing what they do. In fact, let me go ahead and give you a little sample right now. This is a a clip from the exact same episode, first from a version that is just freely available on the internet, and then followed by the version from Radio Archives. Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Healthful, refreshing, delicious. Now with Gerald Moore, starred as Philip Marlowe, the makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum are glad to bring you tonight's exciting story, The Iron Coffin. Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Healthful, refreshing, delicious. Now with Gerald Moore, starred as Philip Marlowe, the makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum are glad to bring you tonight's exciting story, The Iron Coffin. So their website says that they use, quote, state-of-the-art cedar processing and the latest digital restoration technology to eliminate the pops, scratches, and hiss usually associated with old-time radio shows. So again, the audio quality that they are able to make is just outstanding. So if you want to own great quality old-time radio shows on disc or digital download, RadioArchives.com is the place to go. And lastly, just a couple of little updates from the ATC blog. If you missed it, I mentioned a moment ago in the previous segment that Witnesses dropped a brand new Christmas episode, and I wrote a review of this episode, so that is linked in the show notes. In, In case you missed it, it is a review of A Promise Kept, the latest episode from Witnesses, so you can check that out. 
And lastly, I helped Austin Peachy put together a list of some of the most anticipated releases for this year of 2023. I talked a little bit ago about all the anticipation for some of the shows that were released in 2022, but now this is looking ahead at what is coming out in 2023. So there is some really cool stuff coming, and there's even more that we weren't able to put in there because some of these producers are not quite ready to spill the beans yet, but I can tell you there's some really amazing stuff coming in 2023, and several of them are listed in this sort of roundup post that Austin Peachy wrote. So that is linked up in the show notes if you want to check that out. Well, let's move into the reviews. What do you think of our little play? Your characters were weak, your dialogue was cliched, and you didn't have much of a story. Wonderful, everyone. We have a delightful show. It's the mark of a true genius to use symbolism in that way. You may even get a standing ovation. So as I said at the top of the show, I've got three reviews for you. Now, these are all shorter productions, so it's not going to take a whole lot of time, and I'm not going to give any spoilers on these. I'm just going to briefly give you some information about them and some of my thoughts on these three releases. And, of course, they will be linked in the show notes if you want to check them out. So the first one is The Little Red Hen from the Academy of Arts, released fall 2022, and it has a runtime of 68 minutes. The summary for this one is, The Little Red Hen has a dream. More than anything, she wants to bake a pan of Miss Anna's famous cornbread for herself and all her friends. But turning that dream into a reality takes a whole lot of hard work. Duck, cat, dog, possum, and all her barnyard friends seem to think it is impossible. Using witty humor and engaging original songs, this clever audio drama not only exposes the fallacies of Marxist thought, but also teaches the important lessons of hard work, friendship, and forgiveness, and is sure to become a family favorite. This audio drama was written by Nicole Chavers Stratton, based on the stage play by Nikki Chavers, and the original music was also written by Nikki Chavers. Jeremy Singleton, Olivia Singleton, and Caleb Smedra were credited as sound engineers. Now, I'm not sure if that means that they actually did sound design and foley on this, or if they were just recording engineers, but they are listed as sound engineers for this production. There is a fairly good-sized cast for this production, because you have all of these different animals, and there are a lot of them. You have hens, dogs, cat, duck, possum, mouse, rabbit, goose, owl. So a lot of different animal characters here. A couple of humans. We have Miss Anna and Farmer Joe. And this is a really fun musical for children. Now, they said that their target age is 4 to 12. I think that is probably a pretty good age range that this production would appeal to. It does get a little political, as you might have guessed from the summary there. Uh, so it does address socialism and a few other things like that. And it also kind of mixes in a little patriotism as well, which sort of felt out of place to me a little bit in there. But it didn't. I mean, those themes don't bother me personally, but it did seem a little bit out of place from 
the rest of the story to me personally. But again, I didn't necessarily have a problem with the opinions there that they were expressing. But um, anyway, so it is it is uh, geared towards children. You have these talking animal characters. The ant characters were the funniest ones to me. I really enjoyed them. And uh, there was a scene where the kid ants are playing video games. It was very funny. Lots of really funny lines, uh, catchy songs. The music is really fun, upbeat, and and definitely ones that will get stuck in your kids' heads, I'm sure. The production values were good. Um, not a deeply immersive sound design, but adequate for the farmyard setting that we are in. And it all just sounded really good. The acting was really great. Uh, some of the different animals had different accents, which was really fun to kind of mix things up a little bit. We had um, Olivia Singleton as our main character of The Little Red Hen. And we had Possum played by Zach Johnson. Now, he was my favorite. I loved the accent and just the whole attitude of, of the Possum character. He was a lot of fun. But Zach Johnson also plays... Older Chester in the Professor Boggs audio drama Lost in Space. So we've uh, we've definitely heard from a lot of these actors before in the in the previous two Academy of Arts releases. Also, older Ant character was played by Noah Stratton, who actually plays Professor Boggs. So again, some familiar names in this cast, but overall, they all did really really well. Acting again was was just great. So overall, this is a great audio drama for young kids. If you don't have small children in your home, you can probably skip this one. Though I have heard from a couple of members of the Audio Drama Alliance who are definitely not children, and they enjoyed this one a lot as well. So you you may actually enjoy this as an adult, but definitely if you have young children in your home, I think this is a great one. Again, it's about an hour long perfect for a quick road trip. And um, I think this is a great one for the family to listen to together. Well, our next review is for a brand new show called A Friend from Woodgrove. Now we're going to be talking about the debut episode of this series called Double Date, which was just released at the end of December. And it is about a half an hour in runtime. So the series overall a Friend from Woodgrove is an original audio drama telling the story of two teenagers and their growing relationships with their family, their friends, and each other. So, the first episode, number one, Double Date. The summary for that one is, On the same evening as their son Grant's sudden first date, husband and wife Peter and Tricia go out to dinner for a relaxing evening. Things get out of hand when they realize they're all at the same restaurant. Oh, boy. <laughs> so this episode was written by Michael LeFaver and Ryan Matlock, and it was directed by Michael LeFaver with music and sound design by Dominic Trice. Now, Michael LeFaver also plays one of the lead characters, Grant, and then we have the parents, Peter and Trisha, are played by the actors, Peter Vizzari and Trisha Rose, I'm not sure which came first, the casting there or the characters' names, but I'm sure that was not coincidental there. <laughs> uh, but then we also have Unique DeKrieger as Claire, the teen girl. 
And we have also in the cast, Katie Daynert, Jonathan Cook, Alicia Hansen, and Bob Smithauser. So this episode, like I said, is about a half an hour. The production values were great. It, it was really, really well done. It sounded really nice. Acting was also really good. Michael was great as as Grant, and Unique is great as Claire. It felt very natural, uh, their, their chemistry and the back and forth conversations between the two. Uh, Peter and Trisha were just fantastic. Great chemistry there as well. Uh, and I got to say, Trisha is one to watch. She blows me away with every role I hear her in. And man, she just does a fantastic job here, as as does Peter and and Michael and, and Unique. But um, just really, really good acting overall in this production. Um, now, I got to say, though, I'm not a fan of Grant as a character. Now, I said at the top, I'm not going to be giving away a bunch of spoilers because I definitely think you, you'll you want to go listen to this one yourself. So I don't want to ruin anything, but there is a little tiff, so to speak, between Peter and Grant. And if Peter's the father, Grant is the son. And I got to say that I'm with Peter here. Grant, I thought, was a little bit too cocky and disrespectful to his dad for my liking. Uh, perhaps Peter was a bit overprotective, but... It still didn't excuse Grant's attitude, in my opinion. So that was a little bit of an interesting th- dynamic that that takes place in this episode. But this is only the first episode of this series, and perhaps he will grow in the future. And, and this was just to set up his arc and, and maybe a father-son relationship dynamic or plot line as the series progresses, because the series is planned to have uh, seven episodes total. So, you know, it remains to be seen where things go and how it all plays out. Episode two is titled Stress Test and will be released very, very soon. So this is definitely one to keep your eyes on. Uh, Overall, I'm very impressed with the quality of this first release, and I am looking forward to the rest of the series. So you can check it out at a friend from woodgrove.com. You can stream uh, the first episode for free. And of course, it is linked up in the show notes. So kudos to Michael LeFevre and Ryan Matlock for, well, for first of all, creating a brand new show and getting it all put together and getting your first episode released. It's a huge accomplishment. So congrats to you both. Well done. All right, that brings us to our third review, and it is for Sherlock Holmes' The Speckled Band from Legacy Radio Theater slash LRT Media. The first few releases from them were under the brand Legacy Radio Theater, and then things switched to LRT Media. So same people, different different uh, branding there a little bit. But this one was released towards the end of last year as well, almost 40 minutes long, 38 58 is the runtime, and the summary for this one is, perhaps the most famous of all Sherlock Holmes adventures, the Speckled Band tells the story of a young bride-to-be whose sister was murdered. The case is especially remembered for showcasing Holmes's trademark knack for reason and deduction. The listener is also treated to some touching insight into Dr. Watson's life outside of detective work and a particular struggle he is currently facing. Craig Hart wore a lot of different hats on this one. He was the writer, director, producer, editor, and sound designer for this one. 
Drew A. Forbes wrote the, the music, and John Campbell composed the LRT Media theme. Now, Drew A. Forbes is the composer for Pirateers from Eternal Future Productions, in case that name sounded familiar to you. Our cast for this one featured R.J. Bailey as Sherlock Holmes, A.W. Miller as John Watson, Stephanie Nimitt-Parker as Helen Stoner, Mike Carnes as Seymour Ornsby, and Nicole Swanson as Julia. Now, this one I quite enjoyed. The acting is excellent in this one. R.J. is a, a really, really great Holmes. There has been a ton of people who have played Holmes and Watson in audio over the years. There are a whole bunch of Holmes audio dramas out there. These stories have been produced by the BBC, by Big Finish, by Jim French Productions, and in the old-time radio era. So there's a lot of Holmes out there. So obviously a lot of people have played these characters, but uh, but RJ just does a really, really great job with Holmes. And A.W. Miller does a, a really great Watson as well. And and Watson does a bit of narrating in this one. Not a whole lot, but there is some narration by John Watson, uh, which makes sense considering the source material. And I think he, he does a great job with that character as well. Sound design was a bit sparse, but it was well done. The music does a lot of the heavy lifting here. And, you know, you'll you'll notice in the background, there is a lot of underscoring that takes place in this short 40-minute show. And it was perfectly suited to the mood and to the scenes. It was really, really great. Audio quality is top-notch. Um, I believe this production was recorded remotely with, you know, the, the cast members all in different locations. And a lot of times when that happens and you don't have a real uh, robust, rich soundscape background ambiance in the scenes, then those differences in the recording environments really show up. But that is definitely not the case here. You cannot tell that these actors were recorded separately at all. The audio quality is top notch. And... I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's a really great introduction to Holmes audio drama. If, you know, you don't know where to start, if you're a Holmes fan, um, you know, I grew up reading the stories, the original Conan Doyle stories when I was just a, a young kid. And so if you are a fan of Holmes and you haven't jumped into Holmes audio drama, this is a great place to start, uh, especially because you can stream it right on Dramafy. It is exclusively available on Dramafy right now. I do believe there will be a public release later, but you don't even have to pay to be a Dramafy member to, to stream this episode if you want to check it out, uh, because they do have a free ad-supported tier on the service. So this is definitely one worth checking out. And I should also add that the previous Holmes release from LRT is also out there and available definitely worth checking out. It's called A Royal Scandal. And that one is available on a podcast feed for free as well. So man, why not? Go go check these out. They're really well done and, and definitely worth uh, your time. Well, thank you to these three producers for the review copies. And a special thanks to Craig Hart and Michael LeFevre. They both sent me early access copies to a friend from Woodgrove and to the Speckled Band. So thank you guys. And 
Links to all three of these are in the show notes. If you want to go check them out, I encourage you to go do that. So uh, what do you think of the show? Please leave your message after the tone. Hi, Audio Theater Central. Hey, guys, this is Austin Peachy. Hello, J.D., Roy, and Andrew. My name is Victoria. Now, yesterday, I received a letter from a big fan. No time to chat. I've got an email list. Another package for me today. No, it's actually just your mail. Ah, uh, yes, it is time to hear from you, the ATC community. And if you would like to get in touch with us, multiple ways to do that. You can email feedback at audiotheatercentral.com, comment on the show notes, or send a text message, or give us a call at 623-688-2770. Again, that's 623-688-2770. And uh, if you would like to record the show credits, you can also do that with that feedback number. The first item here is from Grayson. He posted a comment on our website and said, when are you guys going to review Adventures in Odyssey album 72, The Long Road Home, and album 73, 28 Hours? Because they have both already aired on the radio. Yes, they have, Grayson. And yes, we're a little bit behind. But I've got good news for you. The review of The Long Road Home, album 72, is coming up in the February episode of ATC. And... The 28 Hours Review should be coming up, you know, an episode or two after that one. So who knows? Maybe we'll try to squeeze in a couple of extra episodes to get caught up because we're behind on Jonathan Park and the Adventum too. And we've still got a lot of stuff coming in 2023 that we've got to review. So we'll try to cram those in. And hey, we've got to still finish up the Chronicles of Narnia reviews. So we're trying. We're trying, Grayson, but it's coming. Well, and speaking of the Chronicles of Narnia, the next feedback item is from Samuel, and he posted on the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe review from ATC episode 169, and he shared a bunch of great feedback, and I'm not going to read all of it here, but of course, you can always go read his comment in its entirety on that episode page. But he said, uh, by no means am I a Narnia expert, but I do love the stories, In fact, I personally enjoy them even more than Tolkien's Legendarium. As for a few of the questions asked, here's what I can say. The White Witch states that the Emperor Beyond the Sea put the deep magic into Narnia at the beginning, so I assume it means that as Aslan breathed and spoke Narnia into existence, the magic was placed. As for the tree and protection of Narnia, here's what I found on the the fandom page and briefly rereading the section from The Magician's Nephew. It's not that the tree itself had any special power, but rather, after Jadis had taken a fruit it produced, it caused such a vile reaction for her, she couldn't bear to be within a hundred miles of it, as the smell produced joy and life and health. So as long as the tree stood, it produced fruit that repelled her. It's not clearly stated what happened, but it's well regarded that likely a storm or other unknown thing caused it to be destroyed, thus causing no more silver apples to produce, and allowing Jadis to eventually return. He continues, On the question of Father Christmas in Narnia, I do believe it's likely connected to the first king and queen. As for stories in Narnia, I would love to see some written. It would have been awesome if Douglas Gresham could have written some stuff, or licensed someone to, but perhaps he felt it should be left with what Lewis had written only. That said, we have had a theory or two put forward as to the problem of Susan, 
I personally believe it is simply that she had turned away from her belief in the things of Narnia, and perhaps one day would return, much as many do with Christianity. So, thank you, Samuel. Those were some really great points. I appreciate you taking the time to write all of that out and address some of those questions that we had in those reviews. And um, yeah, that that definitely helps clarify some things for me. And if you have something that you would like to add to what Samuel said, you can hop over there onto that episode at 169 and reply, or, you know, just reach out to us directly and, and um, leave your feedback that way. But Samuel also posted some feedback on ATC 172, our, our review of Freedom, William Bradford and the American Pilgrims. And he said, I agree with Michael, a previous audio drama, though I can't remember which one, maybe Stepping Stones, did, I believe, portray Standish as more of an antagonist. But perhaps that's part of the difference in productions from more than 10 years ago versus one now, and of course, depending on the sources. And yes, that could be. Um, that episode may have been using different sources. We do know that the Brinkman version of this story is using really recent discoveries, so I don't know if any of that shed any light on Standish in particular, but these kind of things might shift a little bit, or it could have just been a preference or just a, you know, some artistic license there with the, the writer of that audio drama. But um, thank you for, for confirming that Michael was not misremembering when he had mentioned that he had recalled uh, Standish being portrayed quite a bit different than he was in this one. Well, Jacob also left us a comment on ATC 173, our review of King Jack. And he said, listening to the review of King Jack and was surprised at how good a job Gracie did as the voice of King Jack, to where I was surprised that it was voiced by a woman. So Roy and I were not alone in our surprise there when we heard that that credit given and uh, really impressed by the performance that Gracie Shin gave as Jack in that production. He also said, as for how often that happens, while it may not be as common on audio drama stateside vis-a-vis in the UK, having female actors for young male characters is pretty common in animation. Grey Delisle, Tara Strong, E.G. Daly, and the late Christine Cavanaugh come to mind in that genre. And uh, yes, you are correct, Jacob. Yes, that is definitely a thing that happens in, uh, in, in animation and as you pointed out, and I think we may have mentioned this in in that particular episode, but it is also done quite often in the UK. Uh, but I do believe it's starting to happen a little bit more frequently here in the US as well. Obviously, King Jack is an example of that, uh, but also in the uh, Titanic Waif, there was a female playing one of the the young uh, young boys in that show as well, and there was another one. Not that long ago that I heard, and I cannot recall what it is now off the top of my head. But yeah, it does happen. You know, as long as it's a it's a convincing voice. Obviously, Katie Lee is an example. She's done that several times on Adventures in Odyssey. And uh, so it it's something that happens. And as long as it's a convincing voice, that's fine with me. And our last bit of feedback comes from an email from a ATC Backstage member, Michael. And he said, thank you for recommending Return to Gilead podcast. They are reviewing Down Gilead Lane episode by episode. They have a website now, returntogilead.com. 
I have been enjoying the reviews and the interviews of actors and producers involved in DGL's creation. Well, I'm, I'm very glad that you're enjoying it, Michael. And I should clarify, <laughs> this is not the Michael that hosts Return to Gilead. He is not promoting his own show on our show. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is Michael, uh, who has uh, been a longtime ATC listener and uh, has joined ATC backstage and listened to our uh, review about Down Gilead Lane uh, recently. And uh, he's been checking out the Return to Gilead podcast. So if you haven't, you know, definitely head over there, returntogilead.com. There's uh, all the episodes there and a, and a great website. It looks fantastic and it's got a lot of great information. Some other fan casts are available that way. Uh, and uh, they're doing really good work over there. Got some great interviews from from a lot of the uh, cast and crew that is, that were involved in Down Gilead Lane, which is an amazing audio drama. So link is in the show notes if you want to check out that podcast as well. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm really looking forward to 2023. Some great content going to be coming down the road in terms of audio drama in the in the industry and and some of the things that I have in mind for this podcast in particular. So I just want to say thank you for, for listening. If you would like to get more information from us, you can always join the ATC Insiders. It's absolutely free. It's our mailing list. We'll email you about the cool stuff we're up to uh, on a very occasional basis. And um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, head over to audiotheatercentral.com slash contact. And our show notes for this episode are at audiotheatercentral.com slash 175. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, this is Micah Tisha from New Birth Audio Productions. Audio Theater Central is a production of Porchlight Family Media. The theme music was composed by Sam Avendano. The show is produced and edited by J.D. Sutter. Find the website at audiotheatercentral.com. Porchlight Family Media. Your source for family-centered content. PorchlightFamilyMedia.com